This time of year often focuses on joy, happiness, good cheer and fun. There are holiday parties, cookies, candies given out, people singing carols, sometimes going door to door. Most of this isn't necessarily possible this year, but on a normal year it is. It's exactly what friends and I were doing December 22nd, 2002. We had gathered together at a friend's house, and we'd done years before, and set out around her neighborhood to sing Christmas carols. The reactions we got were priceless. Some loved it and offered us hot cocoa. Some didn't know what to make of it, a bit perplexed, but seemed to enjoy it. And others just didn't answer the door at all. After we grew weary, cold, or it started to get late, whichever came first, we'd head back to her house to get warm, enjoy some good holiday snacks, and hunker down in front of the TV for a movie. Only that night was different. Partway through the movie, sirens started to go off, and her house isn't anywhere near a fire station or police station, so you didn't usually hear sirens unless something was wrong. And they became more and more numerous and louder. So another friend called her mother who lived further down from where the lights and the sirens seemed to be coming from. She was told the one restaurant at the end had caught fire. A little while later, she called again and heard it wasn't the restaurant, but a car accident. No further details. By the time we left that night, we knew it was a very bad car accident, a family from out of town, no one survived the crash. We went home and we went to bed with heavy hearts for that family and their loved ones. I don't think any of us imagined it could get worse the next morning. I awoke to a phone call from my brother. He was at work and they had just received a call from a family friend. It wasn't a family from out of town. Not everyone was killed in the crash, but someone we went to high school with, someone we were in the band with, was killed, along with another young man who had just graduated the year before. It was devastating. The day after Christmas, we went to the funeral home for the viewing and gave support for the family. We sat there in shock, among many others. As days and weeks went on, there were candlelight vigils, memorials, counseling offered by those still in high school. We wandered around in disbelief and pain for months. What was worse for some is that good friends were volunteer firefighters and EMTs. They were there that night and probably still haunts them as well as the family to this day. So close to Christmas, this constant reminder year after year. So close to this time that is supposed to be filled with joy and good cheer, happy Christmas carols, parties, and fun. And not just in the secular world, even in the church world, we get this sense as we move through Advent of the growing joy of Christmas Day. That this day when Christ is born is supposed to be filled with happiness and good cheer, celebrations and light hearts. And no doubt there should be joy on Christmas Day, but real joy, not just happiness and light hearts, but joy that only comes from God through Christ. 
a joy that is also held in tension with pain, with heartache, with some pretty terrible things. For we only often, often only ever focus on the beauty and peace of Christ's birth. Christmas Eve or day, we read the beautiful story in Luke about the angels and the shepherds, no room at the inn, the child born and laid in a manger. Or we hear Matthew, the wise men, seeing a star and following it to find the Christ child, those who proclaim him to be king of the Jews. They come with gifts and kneel down before him, paying homage. Yet we often skip the part where Joseph is warned in a dream to flee to Egypt, right after the wise men leave. We often skip how soon after this little one is born, this one who is God with us, that they ran into the night and became refugees seeking asylum. We often skip that King Herod, out of fear from what he heard from the wise men, had all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or younger killed. We often skip over what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, a wailing and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. The reality is, even during this season, many associate with joy, happiness, good cheer, and light hearts, there is a real heaviness. This season that we celebrate God with us, that God came down to earth, took on human flesh, became one of us, even in this, even with God with us, there is still pain and hurt, still death and destruction still a real heaviness to life. And that is hard to fathom sometimes, especially when we so often associate Christ's birth, his life, and his death that led to resurrection with so much light and happiness. That this one came to save us from ourselves, our sins, from death's final sting. And this is certainly good news, certainly a reason to be filled with joy, but sometimes in the depths of incredible darkness, where lives are lost, children are massacred, car accidents, cancer, diseases, pandemics, wars and acts of terror, where our lives for, are forever changed, and not necessarily in a good way, we have a hard time seeing the light of Christ. We have a hard time truly believing and seeing the good news of salvation. And so maybe during these times, we need to highlight what God with us really means. God with us, this Emmanuel, Christ the Messiah, the Lord came even among this pain and darkness. He experienced it with us, walks our suffering with us. It isn't just that Christ came to save, but that Christ came to be in relationship with us, to hold us in our dark nights of pain and despair. Our God isn't some far-off God who doesn't care. Our God is one who came down to earth, flesh and blood, feeling what we feel, walking with us, even weeping and crying out when he is told his friend Lazarus has died. This 
This is the good news sometimes, that God is with us even in our pain, in our suffering, in our darkness. Sometimes we can feel the undeniable presence of God around us, holding us and comforting us. Other times when God seems so far, when all we can do is yell and cry out like Rachel, God is present in those physically around us, those who are holding us, those who offer hugs and cry tears with us, those who offer prayers when we can't muster out more than a sigh, those who hold us in the light when all we can see is the darkness around us. This is the good news. This is what it means that God is with us, that God is among us. We are not alone. Christ has come, our Emmanuel, our God, is with us, even and especially in our broken hallelujahs. God is here. And so if we can say nothing else, we say, Amen. So be it.